Welcome to Embrace Your Brain with Dr. D. Joy Coulter. These short weekly brain bits give you fresh glimpses into how your mind works and how to develop its natural brilliance. Welcome to the podcast. Today's topic, I don't trust my memory. If it's been a while since you were in school, you could think back and say, I had a great memory back then, or it was okay. If it was great, perhaps you could cram facts one night and take a test the next day and do terrifically. You might have even went, gone through college that way, but it would be a hard way to go. Now, however, your memory is a bit like Teflon and nothing sticks. So you might be avoiding taking classes or entering a job retraining program because you just don't trust your brain to be able to succeed. There is a way for it to be very successful, but we have to do some workarounds. What you need to know is that somewhere between about the age of 17 and 19, your brain went through a huge wiring change. So it's no longer willing to store disconnected information very well. It insists on having things connected up. So that's a short changing in the memory department, but you got a bonus at that time. You became better at making sense of things. You just never noticed that it would be terrific as a tool in learning. Here's a great example. I often had older adults in my college classes, and one time, a woman who was 50 came in and was panicking because she hadn't been in school since her 20s and now was discovering that she couldn't remember anything. She thought perhaps she'd have to drop out because she couldn't learn. I asked her what she'd been doing, and she said, well, I did what I did in high school. I would say things over and over to myself, and the next day I'd have it stuck in my mind. But now, the next day, it's not there. So I asked her what she'd been doing for the 25 years since she had used her auditory memory like that. And turns out she'd been an architect. So what do we know? We know she was very visual. She understood how design and construction worked, was constantly making connections. So once I taught her to anchor the information onto a structure, like an imaginary design in her head, she did just fine. You can check out ways to do that, too. Here's an experiment. Pick something that you know a lot about, and then find somebody who's willing to let you tell them about that. When you're done, you can think back on how organized was I, how many things that I really knew did I remember to say, and how hard was it to think of things. Now, take a couple of days, blank sheet of paper, pencil, Think up the things you would like to say about that topic. They're going to come to you in odd order, and you just jot them down. If they seem to be related to each other, jot them down next to each other. If later you realize, wait a minute, this idea hooks up to that one, well, draw a line showing how they're hooked up. If you've got some ideas about it, you can put some hunches of your own there. When you get it all down it's probably going to be kind of a mess. So take another sheet of paper and make a better design, a neater, tidier one that shows how these pieces really hook up. Then find someone else and tell them about this subject that you know so much about. Is it easier? Did you have more information? Were you better organized? If so, you have a way to work with your mind in classes. You can use this for taking notes 
When you're in class, you just take unlined paper, put clusters that go together. You can put a little H for a hunch that you've got, a question for things that don't make sense. Sort of fight with the information and get on top of it. Don't let it run you over. Next time, we're going to look at how you can use these patterns and bring them back when you need them to write papers and to take tests. Thank you. If you're enjoying these podcasts, I hope you'll share them with friends. And please visit us at EmbraceYourBrain.com to check out some really great resources. <laughs>